Hello, and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name is Jonathan Webdale. We hope you're safe and well wherever you may be. Today we hear from Tim Carter, Chief Executive of Multistory Media and 24, about how the ITV Studios' factual entertainment labels have continued producing through 2020, the value of their back catalogues and returning formats, plus new series coming to market in the next 12 months. ITV Studios rebranded its UK factual entertainment label Shiver as Multistory Media in May last year, under the direction of Managing Director Tim Carter. Last October, Carter took on oversight of fellow ITV Studios Factent Specialist 2-4 as well and was elevated to Chief Executive of both companies. The firms count among their slate hit formats such as Come Dine With Me, You Are What You Wear, Posh Porn and Hotel Inspectors, as well as a range of entertainment, true crime and documentary titles. Carter spoke with me about how Multistory and 2-4 have continued producing through 2020, the value of their back catalogues and returning formats, plus new series coming to market in the next 12 months. This interview is brought to you by ITV Studios. Multistory Media has always been part of, of ITV Studios. It was called Shiver in the past, and we we rebranded it last year for, a, for a, a range of reasons. And it's been the kind of factual and factual entertainment kind of arm of ITV Studios forever. 2-4 is a production com- independent production company with a fantastic track record, which, which ITV acquired a number of years ago. And so that's joined the family. And I, I sit across both labels now. And they're, they're labels that fish in broadly similar ponds. You know, their, their core activity is, is factual entertainment and, and returning formats. There are subtle differences between the two labels. Uh, Multistory, as I said, has a big current affairs business. And I think the kind of tone of Multistory's programmes are kind of broad order ITV1, BBC1 kind of propositions on the whole. 2.4's got a slightly more kind of Channel 4-y, BBC2 kind of sensibility in that I guess its programme's a little bit more edgy, a little bit more audacious. Key shows for 2.4, it seems to have been shows like The Jump where it's Chuck celebrities off a ski slope, you know, the kind of shows where you can't quite believe they're doing it. So there are sort of subtle tonal differences between the labels but they're both producers of terrifically successful factual entertainment formats. Across multi-story and and 2-4, this has been a, a kind of challenging year, but a year, I think, where we've risen to that challenge. You know, production has continued. It's been difficult. We haven't been able to continue production on every show we make, but, you know, we have been making shows. We've been making, uh, you know, a large amount of current affairs output, but we've also been making, you know, big entertainment shows like Together at Home for the BBC, for BBC One, and we made, a, we did Virgin's kind of virtual festival this summer for ITV2. So, Production absolutely has uh, has continued, as has development. And I think that, you know, there was a period of months earlier in the year where broadcasters in this country and abroad kind of scrambled to work out what to make of COVID and uh, what their viewers would want and, you know, financially what they were able to commit to. And I think that's, that's worked itself out over the last six months. And whilst, you know, the coffers might not be quite as full as they were in 2019, 
2019, it feels like we're heading quickly back to, to normal service. Um, and I'm, I'm quite hopeful for next year. As you say, you've been able to continue with production throughout this year, despite mm-hmm. the uh, conditions that we're all, we're all going through. But um, those companies are obviously sitting on significant back catalogues as well. What have been some of the most popular shows, particularly in the international marketplace, coming out of those labels? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. The, 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 there's a really wide range of shows and we've got, you know, I'll just mention some of the new shows that have come through in the last couple of years and then talk about some of the big classics. So a label like Multistory, the range of shows there from a new format, makeover format called You Are What You Wear, which we made for BBC One. And uh, we're hopeful that's going to return for a second series. That's begun to sell internationally as a, as a format right the way through to True Crime. So we, we made this year, I think ITV's highest rating factual documentary with with a documentary called The Real Des, which was about the serial killer Dennis Nilsson. And that, I, I think that that consolidated over 5 million viewers. That was a huge success. And that's just typical of a, of a series of kind of one-off true crime docs we make at Multistory. At 2-4, kind of recent big shows that are very popular range from uh, shows like Educating, The Real Marigold Hotel. We also have, we make some great specialist factual shows at 2-4. At so two brands in particular, Impossible Engineering, uh, which is a big seller around the world, and Secrets of the Supercars, which is a new a new um, series coming up, which will be delivering early next year. And they're both kind of really good examples of highly populist specialist factual shows. So um, Impossible Engineering, which is now in its sixth series, for example, each episode of that takes on a kind of great marvel of engineering around the world, kind of thing that nobody thought possible to build and, and, and tells the story of all the kind of scientific and engineering breakthroughs that were necessary for that engineering marvel to be to be built. And that's a very, very popular show. Secrets of the Supercar, which is a new series where we're making. Each episode takes, um, you know, one of the world's most amazing supercars. And um, we've got incredible access to companies like Ferrari, Bentley, Bugatti, Zonda, BMW. And uh, it's a real showcase of of a, a supercar in each episode and you know what it's taken the engineering story of what it's taken to create that car you know it's incredibly glossy the access is is kind of amazing and i think for car fans or engineering fans you know it's it's, it's probably male skewing undoubtedly but really uh it hits the spot and, and 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 is delivering so very very excited about that series coming down the line but then we've got really you know we've we've got some really big hitters that still perform and have been performing for years in our back catalogue. So at Multistory, you've got shows like Come Dine With Me, which I think we're now, we've now made over 15,000 episodes of that show worldwide. Continues to be a big hitter domestically here in the UK for us with Channel 4. I think, you know, the repeats of that show have been getting nearly a million viewers overnight. And we, you know, we are due to be making another uh, very big order of of that next year. We've also got shows like Extreme Cake Makers, Posh Porn, which again, you know, multiple multiple series of those high volume of episodes and you know they 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 continue to sell really well there's an enduring kind of fascination in the in those subject matters which is you know broadly popular factual with a with a bit of a sort of entertainment twist so i guess those would be some examples of some of the kind of the, the kind of big hitters in our in our kind of in our back catalogs i guess it's been in in some ways a, a good time for unscripted this particular period not only from the point of view that demand for back catalog has has been high among broadcasters 
looking to fill slots for shows that uh, were in production but didn't arrive perhaps on on time but also because it's been easier to return to production as well on on series where the sort of restrictions uh, are less demanding perhaps than drama is that is that been your experience i think that's right i mean you know every crisis has its silver linings and certainly this crisis i think has created more more opportunities for for non-scripted programming and factual entertainment in particular because you know the delays to to big dramas you know those slots have got to be filled and typically the thing you're going to fill them with is a, a kind of big hitting factual entertainment format that can deliver you know a uh, similarly big audiences but at a fraction of the cost and you know we can turn those shows around much more quickly so yeah i think i think there is a despite broadcasters finances being you know hit hard this year there is still a huge demand for those kind of shows and and actually our development slate is in both companies is looking incredibly strong at the moment and we are landing commissions all the time you know multi-story we've just had a big new series commissioned which is in the selling sunset space kind of you know kind of exotic high-end property in, in, a, in a very glamorous global location which will deliver second half of next year eight episodes and I can imagine that selling you know very well around the world it's a kind of big global subject but glossy high-end and and really kind of appealing in that kind of property born kind of way and are you seeing also that um, buyers are increasingly interested in the sort of factual entertainment which takes viewers away I guess from the uh, the world that they see around them at the moment yeah everybody wants escapism in all its forms uh you know the world's a pretty grim and scary place at the time and our, you know our job as producers is, is to create a couple of hours you know typically in the evening for people where they can es- escape those kind of grim realities and i think you know tonally all our buyers are, are wanting kind of warm feel good aspirational escapist uh subject matter and that doesn't just literally mean physically escaping to other places i think it's about a tone and a feel goodness and a, and a sense of fun and entertainment and I think that I'm I'm really encouraged also about how much particular buyers in the UK are I feel like the pendulum is swinging back towards format again I think you know we had a kind of period of five to ten years where formats had to be buried um, you know in disguise um, and that authenticity was at a real premium I think authenticity is still really important but I think that viewers appetites for shows where the format is is clear and, and overt is uh, are growing again and that's that's really exciting for us because i think there could be another you know the next kind of golden age of fact and formats coming coming down the tracks when you look ahead to 2021 and hopefully a, a much brighter year than uh, than 2020 has been how do you see the events of this year shaping the programming trends that we're going to see coming through in the next 12 months i think that programs will you know i i think i, I think there'll be a large appetite for programs that don't really aren't really are really dwelling on the crisis itself i think there will be a much greater emphasis on as we were just discussing escapism and feel good subject matter i think that you know we're all hoping you know, the one thing we've not really been able to do is make shows where people travel abroad that's been very difficult this year and i think we're all hoping that the kind of borders will open again come the spring come a vaccine being rolled out and that we will begin to be able to make those international shows two four in particular has a long tradition in making shows where we you know with, with 
groups of people traveling around the world. I think that, you know, adventure is a really big genre at the moment. There's a huge amount of, of appetite for that. And I think that for viewers who have been stuck at home, unable to even see their families at times, and certainly for most people, foreign travels felt like an impossibility. Television can fill that hole. And I think I think there will be a, you know, the minute the borders are open again and travel feels free, producers will be leading the way and you'll be seeing a lot of a lot of shows featuring international travel again. So you've talked a little bit about some of the, the shows that, you know, you've been able to to keep producing. Come Dine With Me is obviously one of your biggest formats coming out of multi-story. And so what, what's been happening with that format in different territories around the world? Come Dine is a show which has been difficult to, to make new episodes during lockdowns. And, and even when the lockdowns have been relaxed, the, the, the particular thing about Come Dine, of course, is that you are you're going into people's homes. And I think it's one thing filming contributors out in the world in 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 various places they choose to go to it's an altogether different thing when you are taking you know a crew and and other people into someone's house so that's been very very that's been difficult to, to produce I mean in the UK certainly we were very lucky in that the timing meant we were just hitting the edit when lockdown hit so we were able to continue making the shows and, and delivering them and next year's run we've been able to kind of re reschedule and we will still be able to deliver that. I think we're delivering 64 episodes of Couples Come Dine With Me for Channel 4 next year. And we, 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 we're we very confident we'll be able to do that. So in terms of shows hitting the schedules, there won't be a hole. Viewers won't be missing out because we had a load on the shelf and in the edit for this year and we will be able to go into production for next year's run. And I suspect that's been mirrored around the world, actually. It's just an extra degree of sensitivity when you go into someone's home. And, you know, we have a huge response responsibility for looking after our contributors and you know we don't we don't want to do anything that's going to endanger them but what's been amazing is how inventive and and clever and thorough all the covid protocols that producers and production managers have been able to um, been able to come up with which means that we can make these shows now um, in total safety so i think that's that's a good example of where you know we've had to work around the problems i think there's you know there are other series i could talk about though where actually there are different production approaches which allow you to deal with the problems so um, there's a 2-4 show called World's Greatest Hotels. I think we've made 16 episodes of that in total so far. And that, you know, that uses very, has a very clever use of archive. So it's an evergreen series. You are inside some of the world's most iconic hotels, from Claridge's to Raffles to the Peninsula Hotel in Hong Kong, for example. But we don't actually have to be filming inside those hotels during the, during the crisis because we just use archive very, very effectively and very cleverly. And, and you feel you'll get an absolutely in-depth deep dive into the workings of, of, of those hotels so there's a lot of different approaches that allow us despite all the restrictions to continue delivering episodes and in terms of development how is this whole situation informing your your development strategy moving forwards I won't lie. I think for the kind of, you know, three or four months from sort of February, March this year, I think development was in kind of disarray because, you know, broadcasters were changing their minds every five seconds about what they wanted. And they, you know, it's impossible for them to figure it out. I think that has settled down. I think from the summer onwards, people now have a kind of, you know, much clearer view of what what they're wanting. We have veered away from obvious things like, you know, at the moment, international travel, still a problem. So we're not developing ideas at the moment with that 
in mind. You know, everything that we develop, we have to know that we could make it now, not we might be able to make it in in three months' time. We have to be able to make it now, and we have to convince the broadcaster, that you know, the customer, that we can can make it now. So. In terms of fact and formats, everything we you know we are developing needs to be able to be made with with a degree of social distancing or with with by creating a production bubble, and that's definitely shaped and coloured the, the ideas we are developing. But that will that as as restrictions ease next year, that that will change and that will evolve. And you know the brilliant thing about development is it's it's a constantly evolving, ever changing set of priorities. Multi story made its first move into drama. Uh, last year with the Rob Lowe fronted series Wild Bill. So given that scripted is perhaps more challenged than unscripted in the present production environment, what's your appetite for doing more drama? I think we have an appetite. I think we've settled on a model though where we will partner, create strategic partnerships with some of the the, the, the dedicated drama uh, labels within ITV studios and there, there are several of them and they, they do a fantastic job and they, they just bring a, you know, a, a degree of experience and expertise that you know is is absolutely invaluable. You know, and what's what's interesting for us is out of our factual development slate, or even the programs we make, actually there are germs of ideas for dramas in those. So, for example, um, in the true crime space, you know, I mentioned that we we made the real Des earlier this year, which was a huge hit. We've made we've made and developed numerous other true crime uh, documentaries, from documentaries about Madeleine McCann to uh, Raoul Moat, etc., etc. And what we what we find is actually we often come across some extraordinary archive or we kind of we get access to people you know particular people who've got a story to tell and and we can do that in a documentary way but actually if we take that unique ip and go and partner with a drama company like say world productions or tool story pictures or or you know any one of the, the brilliant drama labels within the studios actually uh there's something of real value to them as well so i think going forward if we are going to be doing drama it will it will be with strategic partnerships with other script labels. I mean, obviously, a number of countries are in the midst of further lockdowns. But uh, as you reference, and everyone knows, and everyone hopes there are signs of a potential vaccines and much brighter year ahead, hopefully, but some buyers are inevitably still going to be cautious and, and concerned about uh, the series that are that are coming through and, and the slowdown in the production pipeline. What would you say to those, uh, those buyers? I would say now there is no slowdown. We're in the second lockdown in the UK, and we are are producing at full steam. So we, we are producing numerous series at volume and we will be delivering those shows. So, you know, hopefully we can help buyers around the world um, solve some of their scheduling problems. So do contact your sales reps at uh, itvstudios.com. Tim Carter, Chief Executive of ITV Studios, Multistory Media and 2.4. That's all for this episode. There'll be more from the podcast next week. In the meantime, stay safe and up to date with all the latest developments by following C21 online, on mobile and social media. Thanks for listening.